This is the Return to Order Moment with Edwin Benson. Bringing you insights, analysis, and information for a culture in crisis. The Root of Lies, the Amazing and Largely Unknown Effects of Gnosticism. Most modern-day people are unfamiliar with the old and erroneous set of ideas called Gnosticism. Yet, as you will hear, Gnosticism is the root of the errors that modern society faces. Both communism and the sexual revolution have their roots in Gnosticism. Since modernism and postmodernism are the spawn of communism and the sexual revolution, they can be called the descendants of this ancient heresy. Longtime TFP supporter, Mr. Vincent Gorey, explains both the root and the branches of Gnosticism. Prepare to be amazed as the Return to Order moment brings you Gnosticism, the force behind the chaos. Mr. Gorey clearly and simply explains this heresy. However, at the same time, listeners may want to listen to it more than once. The information is not hard to understand, but it has so many implications for our times that listeners may find themselves thinking about other ideas that this essay will bring to mind. You will be surprised at the effects that Gnosticism has had on your own life, and how many Gnostics you know. So now, we bring you Gnosticism, The Force Behind the Chaos, by Vincent Gorey. The life of a man, even the most dull and trivial, is metaphysics in action. This assertion by French sociologist Paul Bureau, 1865-1923, is true, because all ideas greatly influence the way we think and act. The motivational forces that drive our public and even private actions are deep down based on philosophies that we unknowingly follow. The authors and promoters of consequential ideas are seldom known to us. We have probably never read nor studied their work. But as their ideas spread and filter into all branches of human knowledge, they are propagated in many ways and repeated thousands, nay, millions of times, and eventually invade the arts, culture, religion, workplaces, and practically all aspects of human life. In the end, they affect the way we think, act, live, work, rest, and even die. Heretical ideas have caused people to suffer and die throughout all history. However, there is one ideology that is so evil that it is considered the quintessential heresy, Gnosticism. The Church's fight against it began in the 2nd and 3rd centuries A.D., but far from being ancient history, Gnostic beliefs are widespread even today. Although many people do not identify themselves as Gnostics, their approach to many issues and the way they arrange their lives is rooted in Gnostic thought. As a result, chaos ensues as revolutionary ideas almost always create disorder, tension, and suffering amongst people. The multiple crises happening in our midst today can be profoundly traced to their Gnostic origins. It is therefore especially important to understand Gnosticism and its derivative ideas, to know what is going on in America today and in the world, and most importantly, why. It is also important to know the Christian response to it, to stand firm in our beliefs. The Church Fathers, led by St. Irenaeus of Lyon, 130-202 A.D., 
fought against ancient Gnosticism by preaching the true gospel as opposed to the Gnostics' false narrative, which was set up to undermine Christianity. To attract adherents, the Gnostics claimed to have the answers to life's key questions, cleverly wrapped up in Christian language. But Gnosticism is not only the concern of the Church. It is prevalent in secular society as well, thus making it crucial for us to be aware of its implications in our daily lives and in society at large. Catholic thinker and author Professor Plinio Correa de Oliveira, 1908-1995, explained that Gnosticism is so anti-Christian that it could only come from the mind of Satan himself. He wrote that, quote, The Gnostic heresy is a doctrine radically opposed to the laws that God placed in the universe because they represent his likeness. It aims, therefore, to make the universe the opposite of God's likeness as much as possible. Ultimately, it aims at the destruction of being itself, unquote. To simplify a complex, illogical, sometimes contradictory idea such as Gnosticism is a challenge for most of us. Fortunately, several learned scholars and keen observers and thinkers have analyzed it well and exposed its many manifestations and ruses. Below is a gist of what Gnostics believe. 1. The material world is bad. The spirit world is good. The material world is under the control of evil, ignorance, or nothingness. 2. A divine spark is somehow trapped in some, but not all, humans, and it alone, of all that exists in this material world, is capable of redemption. 3. Salvation is through a secret knowledge by which individuals come to know themselves, their origin, and their destiny. 4. Since a good God could not have created an evil world, it must have been created by an inferior, ignorant, or evil God. From these core ideas, many more evil ideas were derived and have wrecked havoc throughout human history. Their authors and promoters may be known to intellectually curious minds, but the unlearned man on the street is ignorant of their identities, even less so of the evil ramifications of their ideas. In fact, those who are seriously influenced by Gnostic ideas may not even know of or believe in Gnosticism. Since Gnostics believe that all matter is bad, they consider human bodies bad as well. Just this idea alone goes a long way in explaining extremes of immorality prevailing in society today. The implication is that there is no problem in indulging in sensual desires since the body is totally corrupt. Therefore, the practice of reckless hedonism is justified in that there is no point in keeping the body pure. At the same time, the practice of severe asceticism is also justified to keep our quote-unquote evil bodies in check. In the area of sexual morality, the Gnostic view of the human body affects certain aspects of sexuality, 
gender identification, sexual orientation, sexual relations, marriage, and procreation. For example, Gnostics believe that the distinction between men and women should be rejected because it is a part of the quote-unquote useless creation order. Their ideal is androgyny, a synthesis of male and female, and so is neither one nor the other. On gender, since the real you is what you feel inside, the inner person overrides all external factors, including objective biological reality. Thus, the so-called transgender movement claims that quote-unquote gender identity does not necessarily align with birth sex. A person can look within to decide whether he is male or female or some other option regardless of his body. Many, if not all, of contemporary slogans have their roots in Gnostic thought. If a living human body is insignificant and only the inner person is valuable, human worth would then depend on something within, such as self-awareness or knowledge. Consequently, an unborn child is often regarded as not yet a person, and someone with advanced dementia may be viewed as no longer a person. Thus, Gnostics do not have a problem with abortion nor with euthanasia. In marriage, Gnostics define it by feelings. The complementary natures of men and women do not matter. Marriage becomes a disembodied and subjective relationship between two or even more people. This means that marriage is adaptable, with quote-unquote same-sex marriage being just one consequence. Furthermore, concubinage and prostitution are preferable to marriage since these are not permanent and generally not productive. The Gnostics abhor the conception of children. They regard a pregnant woman as having a devil within her, and they believe that procreation indefinitely replenishes the world and prolongs the captivity of the light, generation after generation. Misogyny, the hatred of women, is advocated by Gnostics because women are potential mothers. Masturbation, homosexuality, sodomy, and pedophilia are all preferable because these forms of sexuality do not result in the quote-unquote hateful imprisonment of more souls. The bottom line is that Gnosticism is not concerned with a moral life, but with a quote-unquote mystical enlightenment and freedom from the bondage of creation. Now we can imagine why Gnostics reject the idea of our Lord Jesus Christ as a true man with a fleshly body. This heretical idea, called docetism, taught that Jesus Christ only appeared to have a man's body. So Gnostics deny our Lord's true humanity, his crucifixion and death on the cross, and resurrection from the dead. They claim that the resurrection was not a physical, but only a spiritual event. Gnostics believe that our basic need is to escape into the perfect, non-physical, 
essence. Salvation is therefore attained by enlightenment or knowledge, called gnosis in Greek, affirming the divine spark within. This gnosis equips the chosen few to return to the realm of light after death. The implication for religion is clear. If salvation comes from within, who needs the church, the sacraments, and the priests? Perhaps this explains why today, millennials and even a growing number of the older generation identify themselves as religiously non-affiliated. Does the phrase, I'm spiritual but not religious, sound familiar? When the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to the three shepherd children in Fatima, Portugal in 1917, she warned that if her requests were not heeded, quote, Russia will spread its errors throughout the world, promoting wars and persecution of the church, unquote. The Mother of God was referring to communism. This totalitarian, socio-political, and economic system of government started in Russia and subsequently spread throughout Europe, Asia, and Central America. As it turned out, many millions were lost, and many more were subjugated under these cruel communist regimes. Where did the idea of communism come from? German philosophers Karl Marx, 1818-1883, and Friedrich Engels, 1820-1895, who were the brains behind this evil idea. They were adherents of the Gnostic myth of Darwinism. Darwin's theory of evolution is Gnostic because it implicitly denies the transcendent origin of being. Marx and Engels envisioned the evolutionary development of society into a utopic dreamland by means of a perpetual class struggle amongst the social classes. With Marx's principle, called dialectic materialism, they hoped to eventually attain their heaven on earth, where there is no state, no classes, absolute equality, no religion, no private property, no freedom. In other words, a system of errors— as Our Lady of Fatima warned the world in 1917. Furthermore, according to an insightful study by German-American political philosopher Erich Vogelin, 1901-1985, other mass movements in modern times have their origins in Gnosticism. Vogelin found that all intellectual and political movements that aim to correct the world's failings are Gnostic. The self-glorifying modern Gnostic redeemers exploit the passions of the people and resort to violence in the transformation of the wretched world into a utopian dream. Vogelin included progressivism, scientism, positivism, socialism, communism, fascism, and psychoanalysis as Gnostic in his exhaustive analysis of the modern age. Vogelin described the Gnostic mindset with these six characteristics. 1. The Gnostic is dissatisfied with his situation. 2. He believes that the world is poorly organized, as opposed to believing that the world is good, but that human beings are inadequate. 3. He believes that salvation from the evil of the world is possible. 4. 
He believes that therefore the order of being will have to be changed. As opposed to the Christian belief that the world will remain as is and salvation is in grace through death. 5. He believes that changing the order of being is within human ability. 6. He believes that the task is to seek out the method of altering reality. In addition to immorality, Gnostic ideas can be seen applied in various ways and degrees in today's culture. Tattooing, body piercing, cosmetic surgery, body modification, sex change are all ways of mistreating or abusing the body. Cremation is another way of denying the significance of the human body. Before the church allowed cremation for practical reasons, the Christian custom of burying the dead with the head facing east where the sun rises demonstrates the hope of the resurrection of the body. To attract adherents, Gnostics claim to have all of the answers to life's key questions, cleverly wrapped up in sensible language. Gnostic ideas also play a key role in many films, novels, video games, and the like that promote finding who you really are and just being yourself as the path to true fulfillment. Themes of self-discovery, self-awareness, self-actualization, and self-salvation, not to mention a dislike of any kind of authority, especially religious, are common in so many works of art especially in the film industry. Recognizing that Gnosticism still exists and that it is the force behind the chaos in our society is the first step to combating this perennial heresy. Another idea that is popular in today's culture is environmentalism. Forty percent of Americans identify themselves as environmentalists. But amongst the forty percent, There are radical elements that believe the Gnostic and pantheistic idea that the Earth's biosphere is God. They also believe that human beings are the destructive parasites, eating away at the life of their God. These radicals believe that they are the elect, the knowing, superior beings, apart from the rest of mankind. As we have seen... Gnostic ideas clearly target the traditional family. An institution founded by God himself to form and regenerate society, the traditional family is rooted in an indissoluble marriage between a man and a woman. The Gnostic beliefs of non-traditional marriage, contraception, abortion, and the rest of the deviant sexual behaviors and practices seek to destroy the traditional family, thereby thwarting God's sacred plan. Professor Correa de Oliveira wrote that the devil's focus is to cause as many men as possible to go to hell to cause man not to perceive the good things God placed on earth so he will not be edified and sanctified. He wants to eliminate the beauty of material creation. The way to do that is to destroy elements of variety and inequality that God placed in the universe, which reflect his likeness. Thus, the devil strives to present the most egalitarian culture possible. By eliminating all this and establishing uniformity and egalitarianism, the likeness of God is erased.
This radical egalitarianism leads to pantheism, the Gnostic belief that God and the universe are identical and that all are divine. But the devil's goal is not only to present man with an egalitarian vision of the universe, but also a vision that destroys the very concept of being. He wants to implement a state of nothingness, to reabsorb creation into the primitive nothingness, which is Gnosis. If he succeeds, he will have attained his ultimate goal. When the world rejects the metaphysical order of the created universe, chaos is inevitable. According Professor Correa de Oliveira, chaos is the logical outcome of an anti-Christian society. Quote, If there is a common denominator unfolding today in the private and public life of many nations, one can say that it is chaos. Chaotic prospects seem to repeat themselves, and we increasingly tread the paths of chaos. No one knows how far. Unquote. Catholic author and educator Edward Lean, CSSP, 1885-1944, postulates that, quote, If Christianity in its integrity was accepted by all, and its principles were applied in efforts to solve the practical problems of life, peace and comparative happiness would be the result. Unquote. To have a firm idea of the Gnostic heresy and its influence gives us an opportunity to reaffirm our Christian beliefs and be sensitive to the heretical threats we face in our daily lives. In answer to the Gnostics, we affirm the following truths. 1. We firmly believe that there is only one God, and He is the Creator of all things. We reject the idea of an evil world. The source of evil in this world is man's sinful rebellion against God, not the physical world itself. 2. We reject the Gnostic idea of an evil body— since our bodies are intrinsic to us and are designed in wisdom and love by our good Creator to serve and glorify Him. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Ghost, and we honor God with our bodies by living in obedience to Him. Far from an empty shell, our bodies will be raised again to a new life forever. 3. Human life is uniquely precious as created in God's image. Our significance derives from this, not from our quality of life, age, or capability. 4. God grounds marriage in His creation. It is defined as being between a man and a woman and forms the foundation for family and society. Marriage is the framework in which love can thrive and children can be raised. God also gives human marriage as a picture of the ultimate marriage between Christ and His Church. 5. Our Lord Jesus Christ is fully God and man. He is the eternal God, the Word who was in the beginning, who was with God, See John chapter 1, verse 1. Scripture reveals that he became fully man. 
The incarnation is at the heart of our faith, making redemption possible. 6. Every human being needs redemption from sin, but our loving and wise Creator gave His Son to save lost sinners. Salvation comes through faith in Him, not from looking within ourselves. The more we fight against Gnosticism, the more we will be grounded in our Christian beliefs. As sociologist Lester Kurtz wrote, quote, What people do not believe is often more clearly defined than what they do believe, and it is through battles with heresies and heretics that orthodoxy is most sharply delineated, unquote. Recognizing that Gnosticism still exists and that it is the force behind the chaos in our society is the first step in combating this perennial heresy. There are various ways to fight Gnosticism. Dr. Ben Reinhardt of Christendom College suggests that there are two factors behind Gnosticism's widespread influence today, loss of trust in public officials and the Internet. He writes, quote, it is easy to believe that the world is evil when so many of its leaders manifestly are. Even more dramatically, however, the crisis of public confidence makes the allure of Gnosis especially hard to resist. Unquote. The second major factor, according to Dr. Reinhardt, is the all-encompassing embrace of the Internet. He considers the Internet the Gnostic invention par excellence. It provides access to a dream world of unfettered spirit, overwhelming us with limitless information, far disproportionate to man's capacity to know, designed to be addictive by algorithms that take their users ever deeper into this virtual world. And with the smartphone, nearly everyone today carries his own personal portal into this disembodied world. According to Reinhardt, to fight Gnosticism, we must learn to foster wisdom instead of mere knowledge, and to turn as best we can from the pseudo-world of social media, propaganda, and relentless news toward reality, life with our families, reading of scriptures and the writings of the saints, and especially liturgical prayer and the sacraments. Blessed Virgin Mary is God's quintessential answer to Gnosticism, as she exemplifies the perfectly balanced union of body and soul. The Blessed Virgin Mary is the patroness of all those who fight against the revolution, and because of her absolute fiat to God, she is also the destroyer of all heresies. At Fatima, she outlined a kind of survival guide, which she guarantees will save us. It requires prayers, penance, amendment of life, and devotion to her immaculate heart. If we follow her advice, she promised that we will be saved, and that finally, her immaculate heart will triumph and there will be peace in the world. This intervention of the Mother of God and our loving Mother is the counter-revolutionary's greatest reason for hope. This concludes The Root of Lies, The Amazing and Largely Unknown Effects of Gnosticism. Thank you so much for listening.
Return to Order, of which this podcast is only a part, strives to be a source of light in a dark and disordered world. Your prayers are appreciated. If you have enjoyed this podcast, we ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star rating with the service through which you are listening to it. Increased subscriptions and high ratings mean that more people will be directed to the Return to Order moment when searching for new podcasts. So, by rating us, you can help Return to Order be more effective. In addition, subscribers gain access to all the previous episodes of the Return to Order moment. We would also like to recommend the book, which spells out our motivations behind our work. Mr. John Horvath's book, Return to Order, is available as a free download through our website, www.returntoorder.org, or in printed and recorded form through our bookstore. All rights are reserved. Copyright 2021 by the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property, TFP.